The Brum Radio shop is now open with all sorts of Brum Radio stuff with everything from t-shirts and hoodies to mugs and posters and much more. Support Brum Radio. Go to brumradio.com and click on shop. Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit brumradio.com. Hiya, Barbara Nice here, Barbara's in Streisand, Nice in the Biscuit. Welcome to Mrs. Barbara Nice and Friend podcast. And this is my lovely pal, Paul, who helps me with it. We used to do it in the shed mm. before March struck. Now, Paul, how are you, love? March has struck again. <laughs> but yes, uh, I'm, I'm okay. I'm just a little on the end of a hangover. But uh... Now, I find this very interesting, <laughs> a hangover. Yes. Uh, where have you... I know you've not been anywhere because no. you're a good lad. So mm. why? Go on, Go on, talk us through well, it's how just, it happened. In the old days, I would only ever drink out the house at pubs, gigs, whatever. I never really was one for drinking in the house. But since it's been a year of lockdown, you've got to recreate that. So uh, I think uh, occasionally I uh, like to indulge. But this is the only time you've uh, we've ever done a little recording on a Sunday. So I, f- I feel like it's not unprofessional. No, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's a good lad. He's, always, he's just something that's happened at the weekend. And we do it on a Sunday because we're trying to get it out today, quick mm. pronto, for International Women's Day. Yeah. So for all women listening to this and for anybody that likes women, that's had a, a woman for a relative or a friend or a next door neighbour or a sister or an auntie or a teacher, anything, anybody who's ever had anything to do with women or are a woman, ah, yeah, you're all welcome here. Uh, now, what do you think of International Women's Day, Paul? Oh, it's very important, isn't it? Not going to be one of these men that says, where's International Men's Day and all that (laughs) nonsense. It's very important because still it's not, you know, when you look, because it is an international thing. When you look globally, there's still so much inequality. There's still Mm. girls that are not going to school, uh, domestic violence and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, this COVID and all the economic thing will impact on women a lot. So, in celebration of women, but also recognising that we women have got to stick up for ourselves. The, the thing this year, the, the kind of, um, what do you call it, the byline, the, uh, the, the thing theme. you pay lots of money for. Yeah, the theme is challenge. Uh, but, you know, stand up and challenge stuff. Do you think, Paul, do you think it's all right for women to challenge stuff or do you think they get a bad name for themselves? No, I think everyone should challenge everything. I know you do. I actually, (laughs) he is quite challenging. Paul, it can be, you you are good for that, actually. Mm. You're saying this podcast's a challenge. Yes, and you rise to it. (laughs) Because it's being done, as you can imagine, you know, we've still not been in the shed. You yeah. go in the shed sometimes, Paul, do you? I do. I'm glad I'm not going today. I mean, if you'd asked to record the podcast in the shed today, I might have got a different answer with my oh, hangover. because of the anger. Yeah. What was you drinking? Just whiskey. Whiskey and oh, Coke. Right. Nothing, I mean, whiskey and Coke? One thing that is going to ruin, I think, I, what I worry is when we do get back to pubs, one thing that mm. may ruin them is the fateful term home measures. Oh, well, that's yeah, what that's I only true. had about four drinks overall, but home measures. In it, yeah. <laughs> It's going to cost a lot of money to get as drunk as I did last night. Oh, bless you. How much whiskey was in the jar, boys? Yeah, exactly. I never. I was not measuring. I was not looking. I was just pouring whatever I felt. You were pouring. <laughs> Sometimes when you get one gets a lock-in, the old, the old, what a lock-in used to be, you know, when the pubs were shut, the doors and 11 o'clock would come and the landlord or the landlady would look around the pub and see there was some very friendly-looking um regulars and they say close the doors pauline and bolton we're having ourselves a lock-in and sometimes paul they get the ashtrays out <laughs> it was quite and it, have you ever been to a lock-in no i've never been to a pub with an ashtray either so have you, Those are the days. you, you are really properly joking me aren't you are you <laughs> no, really yeah yeah right well why did you say See, this is again a very interesting concept of joke <laughs> i try I'll, let, I'll leave it to you it's fine. <laughs> I love this. And that little laugh. For regular listeners, you recognise that little hey, hey, hey. There he goes again. That little laugh. Right, so uh, 
what about you? Well, last time we spoke, I'm not sure people had had a vaccination in your family. What have you mum and dad ever been vaccinated? Um, yes, I think actually, surprisingly, I said you told me to ask, and I sent a text to my dad, and he was actually being vaccinated as we talked. <gasps> Sometimes uh, I do think I'm gifted. Yes, so he's all in. Well, the first one in the clear, uh, got it done, and my mum works in a care home, so she's been the clear. I think she's on for a second, so. Oh yeah, she's not properly in the clear. They'll follow no, the science. I know. Till till the second one. I feel a lot better about it though. They've had at least one. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. I'm not trying to take any <laughs> pleasure away from you, Paul. I'm not trying to cast you down. Look, you're entitled <laughs> to feel cast and up. They've had at least one, Barbara. Don't take it all away from me. Yes, you're entitled to to celebrate, love. But better when you've had two, and even then. But what happens that you don't go it as bad? So I think that's very good. I know, I know people have had two or three times. Anyway, I'm not mm. saying anything about it. And that. since you've had yours, you have to tell me any side effects. How are you feeling? Absolutely none. I've told good, you that. Good. Flat as a mill pond. <laughs> boring, love. Absolutely boring. You're waiting for something and even an itchy arm would have sufficed. Couldn't even get that. <laughs> Always looking for experiences. Mm. Like you were thinking, oh, go on, give us another third whole measure of whiskey. <laughs> right, now, we've got this lovely guest for International Women's Day. Because, like I said, I've been feeling up and down, you know, you know, the corona coaster and all that nonsense. And then I was thinking, oh, let let it just go by International Women's Day. And then I challenged myself, Paul. I said, what's up with you, Barbara? Nice. Barbara's in stride. It's nice in the biscuit. Where's your get up and go? Bring it back if it's get up and gone and get in touch with one of your many female friends from the comedy circuit. And I thought, I'm getting in touch with Bronya Maguire. I shared a flat with Gronje in Edinburgh. I'll ask her when it, she, she remember the year. It was all, all women in the flat. Oh, I think there might have been one fella. But very, very nice time. So she's, she's a very, very clever, lovely woman. So I thought, all right, let's talk to Gronje Maguire for International Women's Day. When you're listening to it, or any other time, because it's there for you to subscribe and rate at any point. Mm. And if you know, you like that advertising. Yeah, <laughs> please say that again. He likes to advertise him. Uh, don't make me laugh. I'll have to get the knock on. Good darling. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it lovely when we make connection? This is so amazing. Oh, Granny, where are you calling from, love? Where are you now? Uh, Long time listener, first time caller from Paddington. <laughs> You're making me laugh. Thank you so much. Right. Now, Paddington. What's it been like living in London all this time? Because it has gone very quiet in the central areas. Very quiet, I think it's been. It's so, it's grim. It's so depressing. It's really, it's just uncanny. It feels just really weird. It's so quiet. You're not frightened, are you? Nah. Well, I had it. (gasps) Oh, right. When did you have it? Well, so my well, my boyfriend, his symptoms were first and he got really, really ill. And then I got the test. So then, you know, mine came back positive, but I didn't have any of the symptoms. So I was a bit like a, a Civil War nurse looking after him and I was fine. <laughs> it's funny the way, Grania, it affects some people and not others. It's a genetic thing, I think, do you? I think so. Or I think I was talking to somebody about this. I think selfishness really helps because (laughs) (laughs) I think it's just I'm quite a selfish person. I think that really protected me. So that's my advice. So how do you think it, 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 how does it create immunity being very selfish? Well, because I think so my boyfriend was quite ill for about a week and I was really distracted and I, I kind of wasn't really paying attention and then he kept saying things like oh you know I, I don't like the taste of coffee anymore and I was like haha you've got corona haha and then he did turned out he did have corona <laughs> so I think that whole week of me just not really listening to him I think somehow that helped me not get any got not get any of the symptoms so that's what I think you didn't let your guard down by any kind of empathy Empathy makes (laughs) (laughs) Nothing was getting in. Nothing was getting in. It was too busy. That's good. Now, it's International Women's Day, love. Okay. Right. She's gone very serious now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That was 
my woman's hour. Yes, yes. It was very cute. Everything changed then, didn't it? Yes, yes. Uh, and the theme is to challenge, to, 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 that we should be challenging things. So what, oh, I've gone, oh, you're there. What yeah. kind of things would you challenge? Do you mean to kind of make things better for women? Yeah, or when we think, I think what's interesting about it, and it doesn't matter if it gets a bit woman's out, right, so keen on it anyway now they've got this new woman in. Um, unless you don't know her, do you? you might know what I'm saying. <laughs> Might be a friend of yours, I don't know. My what? sister, you need my yeah. sister in your job. <laughs> That's right. That's You're talking to somebody in London. Barbara, there's a good chance they know each other. Um, the, I think the theme is that we are men as women to stand, to challenge stuff. Instead of thinking we better not say anything, to stand up and say something about mm. what's going on. Do you feel that you've ever, you're not a when you've noticed it not being right, it's hard, I think, to challenge because people people think you're a bit of a miserable pig sometimes. Or who do you think you are? That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Feel about it. I find it really hard because I'm such a people pleaser, and I think I'm so desperate for people to like me. I think I will just. I and it's honestly, it's a terror. Like I will just. I just find myself agreeing with everybody that I'm with. So I find it really hard to be like, it's only when I sort of leave the room at the next day, I think, oh, actually, hang on a sec. So I think the more we normalize, I know it's such a cliche, but just like not having to be nice, not having to be, you know, likable all the time, you know, being a little bit difficult or people not liking you for a little bit, maybe being respected more than, really easy to work with i think the more the more we have women like that who are yeah who 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 voice their opinions and don't care whether you know people like them as a result of it i think that's very empowering and very important it's sort of as i get older it's uh what when i do sort of stand up for myself a bit more it's so i mean there's so many negative things about getting older, you know, in our culture. But I think not caring so much what people think of you is, you know, such a gift. So I think. Oh, okay. That's what I think I that's very. Yeah, that's good. I think I think that's very interesting what you've said, and I got I got very keen on this idea of not trying to be so nice all the time and be more of a challenge. And I was thinking, should I change my name for International <laughs> Women's Day from Barbara Nice to Barbara Challenge? <laughs> I or think... maybe you could give yourself a middle name of not so. <laughs> I could. Barbara, not so nice. Not so is a nice name. <laughs> there she is. Barbara, not so nice. I could. I, I, but I know what you mean. We do want to. Do we want people to like us? And I understand all that. But sometimes I do think people take the piss. I was yeah. listening to. Um, whether you saw or not, it's on the telly. I'm not sure people watch much telly anymore. It's all um, net Netflix and everything. But it was um, oh, she's a very good singer. She sang "Me Myself." I do you know what I mean, love? Who's that? Oh, and um, I want to do to do, do. Oh, what's her name? A uh, Joan Armour trading. Hmm. Do you know who she is? Have you never heard no. of her? No. Oh, that's very, very interesting to me now. Right, people listening to this, and we do have listeners uh, in New Zealand, love. This, how old are you, Gronya? 40. She's 40. Said it very nicely as well. She's 40. <laughs> and she does never heard, she does never heard of <laughs> Joan Armour trading. Right, okay. Well, she, oh, that's quite amazing. She was sort of a groundbreaking black British singer uh, she was a guitarist she was also a record producer she recorded and made all her own records and there's a program about her and she said that because she wanted and was able to play all the instruments on her records and produce them she did it and people called her a control freak and she said oh. they call me a control freak they call Prince a genius Mm. And I thought that was very, very interesting. She's good. Have you not heard? Um, I got a fast car. I got a oh, ticket yeah. to anywhere. That's Joe. I hope, right. 
That's Joan Armatrade. Look her up, love, anyway. Oh, God. It's interesting how people, I think, that we, there's been some great women, and of course there are, because, you know, we know now, now how great women are. They get lost. That's what I think. Yeah. Uh, well, what about, go on, kid, go on. Well, I think, I think it's, it's so interesting. Like, I think, I've been thinking a lot about, like, women and stand-up and stuff like that. And I think, I think there's so much, there's quite an appetite for, like, female, and this is probably me being sort of self-interest here, but I think there's so many, it's quite fashionable now to have, like, fe uh, female comedians on sort of television, but it's such a narrow group. It's like they only seem to want brand new female comedians or female comedians in their 20s. And I just think there's so much rich female comedy talent in their 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s that I think there's a laziness and there's a real complacency with like, oh, well, we've got this, you know, we're supporting all these female talents, but it's very narrow, uh, you know, uh, demographic that I just think there's so, you know, I think women, we kind of have to look out for her and support each other and not just the trendy new ones, but like older women and, you know, women that have been overlooked. And I think, you know, that now that we are sort of having, you know, more success, I think we should use our privilege and our power to bring up other women as well. I absolutely agree with you. There's that kind of cartoon, is it, where women's... There's, there's two cartoons. One where a woman's up a ladder, then she kicks the ladder away so no other women can mm. climb up the ladder. Then there's another one where one woman's reaching down and she's helping somebody else up. But I agree with you about that. There seems nothing against these, 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 these girls, you know, and young women. Good on them. But it's almost like they're, they're mouldable, aren't they? They're and I'll tell you something else now, Gronje, whatever you think of this, I don't know. Everybody seems to have to be good-looking these days to be a comedian. I know! <laughs> What's that about? I was watching Tommy Cooper. Well, he was not good-looking, but everybody <laughs> laughed. Your heads, you're laughing at the very thought of him. What's happened there? Why has everybody got to be good-looking to be funny? I don't get it. Oh, that's why I love Daisy May Cooper. I just love her so much. I binge watched this country uh, over the last week or so. I'd never seen it before. And I just think she's so funny and she's she's lovely. She's like a normal looking woman, but it's so great to see just somebody who's just normal looking and um, yeah, and being funny and being brilliant. I've never picking her. You know, you have never heard of Joe Armour trading. I've never oh. heard of Daisy May thinking. Oh, a treat. Ah, treat. Look up this country. It's on iPlayer. It's so brilliant. Okay, well, I will. I will pick in what look at that. And I think it's important. I, I like all these top tips. One of the things that's been good about, I'm going to call it letdown from now on because my friend Vera calls it not lockdown, but letdown. <laughs> One of the good things about letdown has been people saying, oh, I've just watched this film on Netflix and you should, you know, we've been really helping each other out. I saw a good film by, oh, what's he called? Clint Eastwood. Have you seen that one he's just made? He's very old. He is, love, now. And the film's smashing. Oh, I don't know what Good it's for called. him. It's good is he's it? getting out of the house. <laughs> it's this, Grania. Have you seen anything you think's good? Uh, I really love... This, this country's brilliant. Uh, what else? We've been watching... We've, we've been watching Seinfeld from the beginning. That's really ah, good. Brilliant. I don't know if you've heard of it. <laughs> really good. Heard of it, but I've never ever watched it. Yeah, that's true. Oh, it's so Is it good. good? It's so, and it's aged so well because all the characters are supposed to be awful. So there's nothing aspirational about it. They were never supposed to be cool. So I think it's aged quite well because they kind of were always supposed to be idiots. So it's really good. Okay, so. I'll I, I never watched it. I have heard of it, but I'll give it, make some time. What else should I make some time for, love? Um, what else has been really good? Um, I'm watching... Oh, so I'm watching this... Um, if these are all on iPlayer. I've been watching this sitcom called Shrill. Oh, and it's it's, this, it's a new one. And it's about... It's, her name's A.D. Bryant. And she's a plus-size actress. And it's all about what it's like to be... Well, it's like a big theme is like being big 
like being an overweight person and she's like in her late 20s and it's really good it's really um it feels like a, a real sort of fresh story that you don't really hear much about you know she's got a boyfriend she's really pretty and but it's like she just gets bullied and what just what it's like to to be a bigger person in the culture that we live in so it's really good what's it called again shrill shrill nice title i think that's a good title now i was saying to paul that we, we shared a flat together in edinburgh didn't we yeah. what year was that love remember oh god 2017 was it maybe I 16 to, maybe i said to paul she'll remember i've got no pigging idea do you think <laughs> Ed, do you think edinburgh will come back um i don't know i i i well i got annoyed about it. i don't know whether i should be saying this but i kind Listen, of got annoyed say what you can honestly <laughs> i'll do what you want to do I don't know how you felt about it, but I got a bit annoyed last summer when you had all these big Edinburgh venues doing all these fundraising drives. And I just thought, I mean, I'm sorry, excuse me. I mean, the amount of money you make from comedians and now you want us to bloody pop five pounds in the post to pay your electricity bill. I couldn't believe it. No, so I that know. really annoyed me. I thought it was just like, oh my God. God, you so all the money you make from acts all over the years, you've got no savings whatsoever. Okay, that's interesting. But um, I don't think it'll happen this year. Maybe like a really scaled down version. But um, yeah, what Said do you think? There. Well, uh, first of all, I like the fact that you've just challenged those big venues. You've just been the challenger there. Because what you've <laughs> said is, I don't know whether I should say it, I'm saying it, that where they're obviously bad piggy managers of money i agree with you because mm. you've been loads of times i've been pigging loads of times and you think where are the edinburgh millions going yeah the, the, the taxi drivers yes the, the chip shops yes but, <laughs> you know what i mean that you can see that because you're handing the money over but where's the rest pigging going and the fact that they want fundraising you think well are you in debt so what's up with you you know you're bad managers bad housekeepers yeah. and also all that rent that gets charged oh. backs. They, they've got to st I, I hope it one of the good things about the letdown is that when we come out of it some things might change and actually mm -hmm. that it, it was a it was a rip-off what for the artist mm -hmm. wasn't it edinburgh and also then big One. artists that would come in and everybody knows they're off the telly and then they'd mm -hmm. sell out venues and it shouldn't be like that it should be people in small venues making the neck anyway that's what i think what do you think yeah i think one of the brilliant things of the last 12 months is it feels like everybody's had this great stress lifted off them where it's not like okay i need to generate a whole 50 minutes of new material so i can get myself into five grand's worth of debt and i think that's why you have all these people like doing podcasts or making stuff online or doing pug you know it's so creative because you know it takes so much work and effort and money and stress to do edinburgh and then suddenly that's removed so suddenly people have found all these brilliant outlets that isn't costing them a fortune they're finding an audience they're not reliant on anybody they're not like trying to get industry to come and see them they're just making stuff putting it online and people are responding to it so i just think it's been in many ways just really good i think loads of people have suddenly realized oh i don't have to do that i don't have to put that financial pressure on myself i can just you know just get my laptop out do something just make it myself and not be waiting on other people so i agree yeah. with you i think edinburgh it's needs to get its act together so do i and come and come knocking on the doors of the acts and not just thinking we all oh, you know they'll all come running they'll all come and spend the money it and i like i agree with you there's been a lot of creativity and we're doing our own thing it's very punk I, you know yeah bring back punk <laughs> so i think oh, i think that's good to do so have you been what have you been making creating love what have you been oh, doing well oh my god you laugh at this i spent the summer this is no exaggeration I bought every single book about stand-up that I could find. Right. 
no word of a lie got every literally i have every single book about stand-up so i've been doing that be reading all the books i've been doing all my little writing exercises i do i think i've just got a chance to like do a real deep dive and just like watch sitcoms and i've been watching loads of netflix specials and so i've been more doing that rather than um because yeah but i've got ideas i do i've I've got ideas that's very good you've been using it as an opportunity to get deeper into your craft yeah, exactly. I've been, I've been like sending myself to comedy finishing school. Very good. And what, what was interesting that because I, I mentioned him anyway, Tommy Cooper, and there was a they've had some comedy specials on telly. I don't know whether you've been seeing them. The last three nights or something like that. I don't know why, but it's International Women's Day. We should be doing something. Anyway, I'm not doing anything about that. Uh, I watched Tommy Cooper. Very, very, very carefully. From the minute he comes on the stage, he is owning it in lots of different physical, non-verbal ways. And I'm very interested in that non-verbal communication to comedy. I think recently, could be wrong, that that there's been more of a... uh, an idea that comedy is only the words it's not the whole caboodle and just watching him the way he uses his head uh, his hands his feet the rhythm of i found it very interesting and it's very interesting to just to take it apart really and have a look at it so i'm fascinated by that what do you think about the the, the whole body of comedy literally using our bodies i think because i it's so funny because you're so busy you don't really have time to think and it was only reading the all these books i realized yeah like the importance of like pausing like it's not just by cramming as much jokes into your time slot as possible or it's not about yeah, it's about like, are you emotionally connecting with what you're talking about? Are you pausing? Are you, you know, are you, I think I, I kind of used to th- treat my stand up set almost like I was reading my homework out. And it was only like, I was like, oh my God, this so, it's so, it seems so obvious, but it's like a whole, it is a visual thing. And I think you're right. I think people do treat it like it's a radio play and they're just, you're just missing out on so much because that's what you love. Like that's what you love, like the asides or the, the, the silliness, the joy. Like if you see somebody like Richard Pryor and the way they, it's like a one man play, the way he acts everything out. It's amazing. And that's right. And we are missing so much of the joy of it. If we think it's only about the words of it, like we are more than a head. Of course, the head is a very funny thing. Of course it mm. is. And some people are great head comics and that's what they should be doing. But there's room for the other types too, I think. Definitely. I think, and I think, I think, I mean, it's hard to, I, I feel like, oh God, again, I'm sounding like so old fashioned here, but I think comedy before, before everything ended, it was so earnest and I feel everything was a bloody TED talk. And I just hope after this, we'll just have silly stuff. Like not everything has to be about some traumatic thing. Like just do silly stuff again. Like silly, funny, stupid stand-up. Yeah, you know, I, I think people would want that. Yeah, I think they were. And I agree it was getting like a bloody TED talk. <laughs> I think there was that well, there was one Edinburgh where people were just really searching deep down in the oh. bottom of their past to find the most awful thing that had ever happened to them. Oh and I think, God. I just think it was a bit, it's all right, a bit of it, but not everybody doing it. You know, oh, that's the problem when it becomes hell, yeah. like that, look. But yeah, after this, when we come out of all this, I, I heard on the radio, they think that, 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 that like, the Roaring Twenties will come back, you know, oh. the equivalent of that, everybody... What was the Roaring Twenties, do you think? Was it Black Bottom? People dancing, smoking? Uh, you can't smoke anymore, you've been told not to. What was it, do you think, the Roaring Twenties? What was well, it? I think, 
Go it was on. after World War One, so they all so they all had PTSD from World War One. The economy was booming, and in America they had prohibitions, so they were all like at these little, you know, dive bars illegally drinking gin that was probably sending them blind. So I think it'll be a hoot. <laughs> I think it sounds good. Let's get a club. And I like the idea of clubs that you go downstairs to. Oh, speaking. Yeah. I love that word, dive. Oh, yeah. Diving down some steps. I tell you, there's a very nice old club in, in London that's an old dive still. Oh, we're forever trying to pig in, remember? The, the Ton Club, 100 tons. The Ton. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? The 100 Club. Have you ever I... played the 100 Club? Is that so on Oxford Street? Yeah, it's, it's a dive. It's literally oh. a dive, but it's it's owned by um, some rich people who don't who, who can keep it because obviously on Oxford Street, you know, the, the, the money they could make is a, a load of piggy money, but they don't mind it. Whether it's a tax dog, they don't know, Granny, but it's there in the middle of Oxford Street, literally a dive. You go down oh. the stairs and you're in. Oh, I'm, I'm in heaven. I miss venues. In this mm. in this letdown, I miss going. To, I miss being in venues. I miss that. What do you miss about the, about that side of it, performing and everything? I miss the. St- I look. I miss that sort of stale smell of backstage. Yeah. And I miss, I miss going out and not knowing, n- sometimes not knowing who you're going to see, and then seeing the lineup and being like, oh, Haley's on, and then having this. This, you know, this sort of Rolodex every night of like different people that maybe you haven't seen in months or you haven't seen in days and you all get to hang out. And that magic of something unexpected is going to happen. I think that's what's amazing about performing. Every time you walk out, you have not really anything. It could be the best night of your life. It could be the worst night of your life. But it's like something will happen that you don't know this evening. And I think... I miss that. I think that is very much about live stand-up as well, isn't it? You know, the mm-hmm. kind of club comedy, small club, unusual dives upstairs and all that. The, the you know what you you know you've got a, you know you've got an act. You know how it usually mm-hmm. goes, but you never know how it's going to be tonight. And when you mm-hmm. describe that kind of two ways of going, and earlier on you said you've read a lot of books about comedy. Have you read Oliver Double's book? I have, I have. Oh, it's so good. It's brilliant, and he describes two journeys home, doesn't he? The first one, where everybody's been laughing at everything, and it, you know, a golden atmosphere, and you keep coming up with new stuff, and then the journey home, and it's not worked. <sighs> oh. And you learn from both. Of, which I think you learn from both of those situations, mm. actually. Yeah, anyway. you do. You do. Who's Haley? Who's Haley? Haley Ellis. Oh right. <laughs> I loved it when you said Haley. Oh yeah, Haley. She's smashing. Oh, I love Haley. Oh, I love her so much. She's and so there funny. is there is a lot of connections between. There's a lot of women in, on the circuits. People, I think people still think there's not a lot, but the pigging are. Aren't? There's a load yeah, of yeah. us now, I think. Yeah, it's loads. Absolutely loads. And it's brilliant. It's just, it's so nice when there's another woman on the bill. It's just, oh my God. It's another set of footprints on the island. It's so nice. I remember the first women's, I think, you know Hazel in, in Manchester? I do, yeah. Well, she's fantastic, isn't she? Oh, the, the best. Hazel. Oh God, I can't remember. Anyway, I think, I think one of the very first all-female lineups I was on was one that Hazel organised in... Um, it wasn't a dive, but it was the same shape as a dive. It was just on ground floor level. You didn't have to go down to it, but it was a sort of a dive. Um, and I remember thinking, there's a different atmosphere in this dressing room. And I looked round and I thought to myself, it's because it's all women. I think mm-hmm. there is a different atmosphere. Yeah. I, I think our guard goes down. And not having a go, there's a lot, you know, the fellas in stand-up are very, very nice and all that. Mm-mm. But... It's still, I think, more of a man's world than it is a woman's world. And then when it's just women on the bill, it feels different backstage. I don't know what yeah. you think, love. This is you not criticising anybody. I'm just 
yeah. note in it. My friend runs a comedy club and it's so nice, really small venue, only about 40 seater. And she only ever books women to MC it. Only, women can only MC it and she always has, at the very least, a 50-50 gender balance. And I remember so well, I was MCing it and the headliner was a friend. I can't remember who the headliner was, but she was a friend of mine and she was already there. And me and her were having this deep conversation about something. And then this guy came in, he was male comedian and he was doing one of the middle spots. I remember it so well. He was like a really, really tall alpha guy. And he walked into the green room and he clocked it was me and the headliner sort of chatting. And you could just say, he just, it was like, he was like a, he was so confused. He just was like, oh, and then he kind of said hi. And we just kind of went, oh, hi. And then we just carried on with our conversation. And we didn't, we didn't like, because it was, we, we didn't like include him in it. We just were polite, but then we just carried on with our conversation. And you can tell, you could just tell he had no idea what was going on. He was so awkward. He sat down and kind of was looking around and kind of kept waiting for us to include him. But then we didn't because we were half, we, we were in something. And I suddenly realized he was just having my... That's my experience at like 99.9% of comedy rooms. But he had never, it never happened to him before. He had never walked into a, to a green room and not been immediately welcomed and feel comfortable. Oh, that's interesting. And would that green room be the green room of the Poodle Club? It would be the Poodle Club. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, as soon as she said it's a little 40-seater and I, by my heart, was swelled with love because describe to people what the poodle club is imagine if a gay poodle opened their own comedy club that would be the poodle club (laughs) it's so lovely isn't it where is it what what, what's the name what's the area so it's in sydenham in london Mm -hmm. um and it's run by the fantastic karen o karen novak and she's been, you know, she's American. She's been in comedy for decades. And she just created this place purely out of love of stand-up and love of women in stand-up. And it is the funnest night. Oh, my God. It's an app. It's just so welcoming and funny. And she, if, if you know, this sort of like any... If you're a comedian, she basically, she won't book any like stereotypical alpha male comedians it's only like really inclusive funny uh nice acts and it's just the best fun it's brilliant it's a beautiful little pub isn't it with a beautiful bar it's not massive but it's got a proper little stage in it with curtains and then this little back green room and then I mean, when I was there I was still smoking so I remember very much going out and having a fag in that little back area uh oh but it's didn't so nice. she haven't they had some trouble like a flood or a fire or something like that so the upstairs the the flash upstairs flooded but i think they've got insurance so i think it's going to be okay but they were going there's another sort of bigger venue around the corner that um because of obviously restrictions there's no way you could have done anything in there because it's so small so for those few months when they were able to do gigs we, we were in this sort of much bigger venue so that was good but oh. fingers crossed you know it'll be up back and ready to go so when we're all when to, we're all ready to go when we're ready. so you but by the sounds of it you have done some socially distanced work then love uh, so I did in that brief, there was about two months from September to uh, end of October that we were able to do gigs in London. So I was, I mean, I was just doing bits, you know, just to to keep my hand in the game. And, you know, I haven't done many Zoom gigs, but I kind of, you know, I, I wanted to, when, when you could do normal, based, like real people gigs, um, I did try and do a few We'll be looking forward to it. And I really love the idea that you've been getting your very clever nose into the books of comedy <laughs> and having a proper deep think about it. So do, what do you think? You, right, so five things that you think haven't properly occurred to you mm. as a result of doing this more in-depth thinking than mm. you normally have got time to do. 
But and it doesn't have to be the five biggest, but just find things that have gone, hmm, that's um, interesting to me. What I just thought, so the one thing, I thought one, that everything you say on stage, you should have a clear emotion behind it. So whatever it is, the audience should know how you feel about it. So I thought yeah. that was really interesting. And then just the importance of pausing and how you have to really just like, yeah, really pause, like really take the to slow. I know you always hear that's the biggest cliche, slow down when you're on stage, but just like really pausing and sitting with it. Um, they were kind of the two big things, to be honest. And then they sort of, or sort of, other stuff like I thought was really interesting they said like one was like when you're walking on stage kind of think of have an idea in your head even even as you're walking on stage to the microphone so it's not like walking on stage to the microphone and now my set begins but like have something like an attitude when you're walking on stage I thought that was really interesting and um yeah I think I think those were the three main ones just yeah performance really because I think a lot you read stand-up books and there's quite a lot of I think especially British uh, stand-up books it's a bunch about like joke structure and editing your jokes but the American ones are very good of like your persona and performance and stuff like that which is really helpful I think that's lovely this idea of performance and it's that live relationship with a live audience and a live performer oh yeah yeah but I can't wait to see you on stage. <laughs> Maybe at the Poodle Club. Kate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Granny. Is there anything else you wanted to say, love, or mention? No, or... no it's just so lovely to chat to you. I can't tell you. This has made my week. It's so lovely oh, to catch up. Good to catch up. And and I have I am definitely gonna try and be a bit more challenging. Um, yeah. Especially at my age. What have I got to pig in lose? That's what I think. So I am going to... Because um, there is a fear, isn't it, that people will say, mm -hmm. oh, don't, don't have her. She keeps questioning her. But I can look back at things now. I have kept quiet about things. But you think, I don't want to upset the boat. Yeah, But really, hard. I think I am going to try to do that. I think that's one of the things about being older, that, you know, rock the boat, baby. I'm going to rock yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, honey. You take care of yourself, Gronya, and you are oh, always a great enjoyment. And actually, I think the, I think I, that's when I first met Karen when we shared that flat. Oh, so she yeah, good, I forgot she was there. That's yeah. Right. So everything oh connects God. up. Everything connects up. And then I will definitely come do the Poodle Club again. And oh, my God. <laughs> my lovely, <laughs> lovely girl. Right, thank you so much. Granny Maguire. She's a very lovely girl and I'm looking forward to that stuff that she brings to the stage from her investigations. Do you know Joan Armatrade in this part? <laughs> I do. But well, um, you're from Birmingham, aren't you? Yes, so that... well, she has a star on the Birmingham Walk of Fame. That's right, does she? I didn't know that. <laughs> yes. Who else is on that Birmingham Walk of Fame? Some Villa winning teams and Frank Skinner. Uh, who else is on there? Moe Walker and Nigel Mansell. I'm quite happy about. Uh, <laughs> it's quite a lot of you know, obviously Black Sabbath, <laughs> all the all the all the musicians you can imagine. Um, so you, so she's done well then, John, because it sounds yeah. like most of her fellas. Is to, is Toya on it? Uh, I've, I don't know. We should, we should go on a walk and have a look one day. <laughs> go up. We should walk yeah. the walk of fame. <laughs> I hope Toya's on it. And yeah, so, yeah, she was very good anyway, Joan Armitrade, on this programme. It did strike mm. me when she said that if I was a man, they would they'd call me a genius. But because mm. I'm a woman, I'm a control freak. At Brum Radio now, because that's where our podcast comes from, yes. the great... Uh, you, you have female oh, yes. DJs, don't you? Oh, yes. Yeah. No, Brum Radio's... It's good, isn't it? Mm. It's good from that point of view. And everybody gets paid the same, don't they? Nothing. <laughs> so that, <laughs> so that, <laughs> it's, it's awful when you think, though, that there's still inequality mm. of pay. Yeah. And even stuff like like it on radio stations and that, it is just sitting and talking and then pressing play on your music. But for some reason, it, it sort of becomes male dominated because i don't know men only like to show off their record collection like that i don't know 
but it's not you like think it's, yeah go yeah. on it's just it's not like you know both people can sit there <laughs> and press yeah. a button it's not hard so i don't know why only one one gender is more likely to do that than the other it's funny isn't it and do you think there is a bit of that kind of macho showing off about it a bit uh, maybe i don't know maybe it's just I don't know. Anytime the women put themselves over the power pit, they got knocked back down in the past. But hopefully, we're rectifying that. No, I know you're doing trying a lot of that mm. from radio. What about motor racing? Well, there's Formula Woman now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there is, and it's going to be joining Formula One on the calendar this year. So they're trying. They're trying to do Formula a lot of, Woman. Yeah, there is, yeah. Blink Which, night. Why has that never happened before? Because women can drive cars. Yeah, they can. It's again, it's the same thing. Both genders do that. Every everyone does that. They just sit and drive. But for some reason, when in karting, apparently, it is there is more uh, girls when they're like eight or nine. It's kind of balanced, and then they sort of disappear. For no one knows why. Oh, that's very interesting. Girl karting. Well, it's probably because it's money more than anything. But yeah, it's very expensive oh, to do. It is very very interesting. Yeah, because cricket, the women's cricket's come into the Commonwealth Games for the very first time. So oh, it is yeah. interesting. And yeah. what's happening with women's football? Mm. But at the moment, I mean, they're not, they're not earning half the same as the fellas. In some ways, I don't want them to. The fellas are earning <laughs> too piggy much. Daft. So when I was anyway. a kid, I remember like, even on comedy shows, it'd be like one woman versus four men. Mm. So some of those roles are still my, my favourites, you know, like. Ooh, I don't know, Mrs. Doyle and Father Ted and oh, yeah, Holly and Red Dwarf and yeah. the fast show with Caroline and Ahern. Um, I said it in a weird way. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, and then eventually we got Slack the Pony, but uh, until then it was just one woman. And, and but, but you're looking back, you're saying, and the, mm. are they were often the ones that you really liked. Oh yeah, Mrs. Doyle. I used to cry laughing at Mrs. Doyle. She's been yeah, she's fantastic. Fantastic. Mm. Trying to think who else, when I was growing up, it was People like uh, Hilda Baker, people oh. like that. Again, not she was such had a nice face, Hilda, but you'd never <laughs> say she was a model. <laughs> and and Mrs. Doyle, I mean, yeah. I've actually met the, the actress that plays Mrs. Doyle. Yeah. Of course, she's an attractive. She was about thirty years younger, wasn't she? <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's a very good character actress. Yeah, but playing that that not not glamorous. I think mm. it is an interesting thing. Yeah. yeah. Don't, what do you, when um, Gronya then was talking about this, only a certain age group of, of, of women seem to be coming through onto the main mm. telly, really. We know there's yeah. loads going on elsewhere. I, did you think that she seemed to me to be have her finger on something then? Do you think that's yeah. true? Is that how it seems? I think in maybe only the last couple of years yeah. they're trying to get more equality, but as, as since then, there'll be like one, let's say one woman on a panel show, one woman. Stand up versus four men, so yeah, on a lineup. A long way to go, so we need to mm -hmm. challenge and say, "Oh, hang on a second, how come there's only <laughs> one person here?" So we just yeah. have to. So all, for all women and lovers of women out there, uh, let's keep challenging because it's actually better for everybody. Because actually, that that fella who's saying, "Oh, I'm in charge. Uh, <laughs> I've got all the buttons and I'm pressing them." will also be saying to other fellas who are not like him, and you can't press them either. Mm. So it's not just women that miss out. I think it's other people that are not like that fella. Yeah. Uh, so it's in everybody's interest to get diversity going and fairness and equality. And on that, I better go and make hen's tea. Right, <laughs> loves. <laughs> I'm only joking. I made it ages ago. Listen. <laughs> it's on a low light on the back burner. Oh, we all in the low light on the back burner, waiting, waiting <laughs> for the letdown to let up, and we'll all get back out there to what we hope will be a, a bit of a better world. All right, Paul, we've had a bit of a oh, laugh. Yeah. Thanks for listening to us, everybody, uh, and happy International Women's Day. Anything you want to say, love? Uh, keep rating the podcast. Oh yeah, explain <laughs> why that's important. Because uh, I, you, I think we should uh, get everyone to do it at the same time. Because if they did, then we'd shoot up the charts. It's not even about how many people listen anymore. It's just how many people click that rate and subscribe button. So, please do if this is your first time. Thanks right. to Steve Day as well, former guest who did a review for us. So I'll give him a shout out. Uh, oh so yes, thanks, thanks Steve. Steve. Mm. So that's interesting what Paul's saying. So daft. 
yeah. Uh, yeah. is it that the way that they blinking count everything that mm. all you've got to do is just to rate rate and subscribe yeah. Wait, but what does it mean though i think people get put off by that subscribe they think it's going to cost them money but it's yeah, not no, is it's it this is basically so you can get new episodes downloaded to your device without having to search for it that's all it means all right so if oh i like this idea of everybody do it at the same time mm. how would we do that could we put a <laughs> message on pod, pod yeah. nice we'd have to do a special uh seven o'clock at night i don't know we'll work it out we'll, we'll just work it well, out will you put some <laughs> it maybe we could do it on international women's day which is mm. tomorrow mm-hmm. so let's challenge the podcast yeah. charts rate all the women's all, podcasts yeah rate rate women's podcasts all at the same time i think that's quite a good idea paul mm. Mm-hmm. so if you're listening to a woman's before, podcast yeah, yeah exactly like all good i go all good ideas we're only thinking about it the day before it doesn't matter we can still say that well this go out tomorrow it'll have to go yeah. out love what yeah. time will it go out probably in the afternoon when i'm oh all right okay good now paul's going to be very good he's going to um he's going to edit this overnight in a good life when you hear this and i know you necessarily won't hear it straight away you think oh i might save that for when mm. i'm going on my bike ride but if anybody is listening to this on international women's day 2021 we would like you at seven o'clock tonight you might be saying pick it up barbara i'm listening to it now and it's eight o'clock i've missed it <laughs> but you can still have a go but if you're hearing it before seven which is probably about at the most two of you <laughs> rate this, this podcast or any other woman's podcast and let's challenge apple <laughs> <laughs> in the name of eve let's challenge apple <laughs> anyway is it i know what you mean you've got to plan these things <laughs> napoleon be going bloody mad you've got to plan it a couple of years before you do i don't i don't know if that, i'm going to talk to like this i don't know you, you have to plan it a couple of years before this barbara you can't just do it in the afternoon and expect to win russia i said i don't want to win russia napoleon i just want to challenge apple uh, all right so what remind me because i better pick and do it now seven o'clock we're saying i'll write that down somewhere seven o'clock to forget, forget challenge out annika challenge apple <laughs> we've made ourselves laughable that's all it's about uh we could have coming up with uh ideas we just have to mm-hmm. do it a bit more in advance next yeah. time all right <laughs> seven o'clock without doing a podcast <laughs> no, <that's laughs> just have a little brainstorm yeah we should probably so rate and review at seven o'clock this podcast or another podcast by our woman and let's see what we can do to the podcast charts all right challenge for change over and out <laughs> and thank you to Grania Maguire thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.